Hi, I'm Raj and welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. I will be interviewing Hemet Patel, who is also one of the candidates for the RPS elections. Welcome to your first podcast. Pardon? What has a nice girl like you interested in this? What has a nice girl like me interested I want to ensure the voices are heard. We are very much in a paradigm shift in pharmacy where change needs to be made. And this year is a record amount of uh, RPS candidates that have gone for the position compared to before. Uh, So I see that it's absolutely necessary that each and every one of you are heard. I had a brief look at the RPS hustings and not everyone was able to get their points across uh, due to the type of platform that was used. So I was like, you know what, Um, votes do uh, decrease after the first day. Let's try and increase engagement by engaging with our listeners and our pharmacists in a different way. At yeah. least this way, it's out on social media. You can retweet it. Everyone can listen to it when they go, you know, in their own time, mm-hmm. going to and from work. Um, it's just a different way of getting your voice across. Yeah, that's fine. It's interesting. I'm, I'm interested. In, uh, I like technology, but I'm not that uh, uh, as advanced as you are. That's why I'm trying to help in it and do it in a different yeah, way to make it a bit easier for yourself. So. Uh, I'm not. No, not currently. No. Um, I'm. I. My background is more tailored towards um, students, and I believe that obviously students are the next generation. So, if you encourage them and support them and guide them in the best possible way, so that when they are qualified as pharmacists, they have a fighting chance. Yeah, um, have you seen my statement? Have I seen your statement? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, that's the reason why I'm standing. Okay. Um, right. We'll go into we'll go into that a bit, uh, briefly okay. on into it because um, there's probably people out there that haven't read your statement. Um, but we'll start off with a few light-hearted questions just to get you easy into it, Hemant. And um, and then we'll go on into it. So it shouldn't last anything more than about thirty forty minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, what would you say inspires you on a day-to-day basis? Uh, what inspires me is um, qualities in uh, people uh, which um, are progressive. Okay. So uh, I like uh, to manage change. Uh, I'm inspired by the Kennedys and the Mandelas of this world, mm-hmm. but also by a, a group of people who I find incredible. And they are the, I'm a director of Health Watch. Okay. And uh, a lot of volunteers come and give their time uh, just because they love the area, they love the public, and they care about them. Mm-hmm. I find that group the most uh, inspiring group because they're selfless people. Okay. And um, what was the last thing you watched on TV and why did you choose to watch it? Oh, um, I only watched two things, like three things maybe. Uh, football, wildlife documentaries and news. Yes. So what? the last thing I watched was um, football. Uh, who, do you, who do you support? 
I support West Ham. West Ham, okay. Yeah. I don't follow football we're at all. So don't don't talk to me about. I don't do anything sports, <laughs> so yeah. I won't know the offside rule or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for our listeners, Hemant, uh, give us a yeah. brief introduction into how you've got to this position. Where, how did you start out, and what's your journey been like? I've had the most incredible journey. Mm. I start with uh, firstly coming to this country. I think this is the greatest nation in the world. We have got education, health system, and welfare system, which is the envy of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think what we need to do is to make sure that the future generations also benefit from the wonderful. It is not perfect, and there are problems with it, but it is better than anything else in the world. So I was privileged to be educated in Brookfield University. Not everybody gets that chance. Yeah. I recognize my uh, um, uh, good fortune. When I was um, a student, uh, had somebody said that in your lifetime you will see an Asian president, I would have laughed at them. <laughs> had somebody said to me that you would end up on council of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society of Great Britain, I would have laughed at them. <laughs> yeah. Things happen. Yeah. And I ended up serving my profession at local, regional, national, European, and international level. Mm-hmm. So I'm hugely grateful to the support given to me in the past. And um, uh, I have got a duty to invest to make sure that the next generation of pharmacists. Um, are given an opportunity that I was given. Yeah. And so um, that's the main reason for standing. We are following the same two things. <laughs> Ensuring the yeah. next generation has a fighting chance, definitely. It, 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 it is critical. Yeah. Um, because um, if you want uh, to be grateful for the past generation, you have to invest in the next generation. Definitely. It's kind of like well, raising children. Um, we have to invest in our children to ensure that, you know, they are on the right path. Um, yeah. We have to guide them. And it's not like you get given uh, a how-to guide. We just learn and do things as we go along. Yeah. Learn from yeah, mistakes and move along. And something else which is quite different from when I was entering the profession. Now there are huge rings of change. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, the, the professional regulation, if you look at uh, technology, if you look at uh, politics, uh, national politics, all of that is changing at such a fast pace, it's very difficult for anyone to keep an eye on everything. Yeah. RPS is in a unique position where it can support every pharmacist in any sector. And I think we need to constantly keep revising what it is offering mm-hmm. um, and make it suitable and fit for purpose for the next few years. And I don't think we can really talk about evolution anymore because there's a revolution going on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So for the listeners out there, there are going to be many listeners that aren't part of the RPS members. What would you say the reasons are for joining and how would you sway them to join? So I'll talk about myself. What makes me a person I am is my profession. Chemist without pharmacy really doesn't sound right to me. Mm-hmm. To be a pharmacist means I belong to a noble profession, uh, a body that has been in existence for over 170, 180 years. That has served well. Without that society, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I got to. Okay. So please reconsider the decision. Firstly, uh, and, and think about you know where we would be as a profession if there was no society. Second thing I would say is, uh, please be grateful to the previous generations and um, demonstrate your uh, uh, gratefulness by committing to help the younger generation coming through. Yeah. They will have a tougher time than we did. Oh, definitely. They need all the help they can. Yeah. So um, uh, uh, this is not about compulsion. Mm-hmm. It's voluntary, and it, it must come from the heart. Mm-hmm. And I appeal to everyone to read and give their not already enjoy. Uh, I never, I will never leave the society. The only time I will leave the society is when I'm dead. Make the change from within, rather than complaining about from outside as a non-participating, ungrateful person. Yeah. That's a lot we see these days. Why do you think there is so much negativity in pharmacy? I think the world is becoming more questioning and more um, uh, wanting things here and now. And they want instant solutions to uh, problems which have been with us for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I think it requires a collective uh, responsibility and uh, leadership. And leadership is changing in style. Before, a few leaders at the top told the profession how to behave and work, go forward. Now, with the social media, with all the other things, I think we have got a huge opportunity to start a great conversation about what we want community pharmacy or hospital pharmacy or academia or industry pharmacy to look like in 2025. Have a discussion about um, what we want. Using our our common uh, heritage of pharmacy, we we can find ways to work together. Mm -hmm. And we are are same in some ways, but different in other ways. Yeah. And we need to recognize both and make sure that where specialist need, help is needed, we provide that. But where generalist help is needed, we provide that. So um, I'm excited uh, uh, by the future. And That's I would good like excited. to start a conversation with every single policy member or not to say, okay, where will the profession be in 2025? in terms of technology, in terms of uh, working with patients, in terms of independent prescribing, that Mm -hmm. kind of conversation. I don't have the answers, and I wouldn't want to provide the answers. What I would like to do is to facilitate a great big conversation and then distill things from it 
which will enable us to reposition community pharmacy or hospital pharmacy or any other sector in a way which will enable it to make a contribution to the society which will be recognized and rewarded. Yes, very true. Very, very true, Herman. How, with, 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 with what we've just said, how would you improve cross-sector relations in pharmacy, so between community, industry and hospital? I think we, we must have a common goal and the common goal is very simple. We can make Great Britain and England, the safest country in the world to receive prescribed and uh, OTC medicines. Now, whether you are in industry or in hospital or in community or in primary care, it's the same objective. Mm -hmm. Making systems safe for taking medicines and helping patients to get uh, better by effective use of medicines. I think that, to me, the common goal is clear. And I've, I've said this for nearly 20 years and nothing has changed uh, during that time. Let us make Britain the safest country in the world to receive medicines, full stop. So that's something you champion and it's not changed for 20 years. It's direct nope. to the point and... Valid. If Kennedy can say, let's land a man on the moon and bring him back safely, what I say is, let's make Britain the safest place to receive prescribed medicines. Okay. And I think, regardless of the sector, okay. we can all contribute to the work of this society. In order to contribute to society, there's some work that needs to be done to combat the the need to create more multidisciplinary teams to aid patient outcomes. How would you combat that? I think um, if we build walls, we get trapped within those walls. Mm -hmm. If you build bridges, you have communication with the outside world. Yeah. Now, yes, there is a danger, but if you build a bridge, then others will come in as well. Okay. And I think Using that analogy, we now need to start building bridges with doctors, with nurses, with social care workers, um, because the new health and social care arena that is being opened up requires us as part of a multidisciplinary team. And we need to have solid values which are compatible with the rest of the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. So NHS has got principles, and we need to look at that and see how pharmacy can develop uh, values-based work. It's doable. I was interested in um, uh, work around values for the profession. We started some excellent work when I was president, but then it got lost in the change. But to create trust, Working together is not easy. Mm -hmm. You have to create trust, firstly. Yeah. In, and that requires respect for your competence. And just showing a certificate is not the only thing. I think we need to demonstrate that we are capable of producing good outcomes mm -hmm. as part of a multidisciplinary team. And in some ways, that reminds me of um, orchestra. No one person is in the lead at any given time. 
different people within that orchestra take a lead at different times. And I think teamwork is about that. Sometimes one player takes the lead, another time another player takes the lead. But overall, at the end, everybody has contributed to the outcome of pleasure. Definitely. You're very articulate in the way you speak, Emmett. You need to vocalize this more. It's it's very nice to hear. Um, and it's it's very eye-opening. Uh, it's not direct. It's not like it's not going to be rammed down my throat. It's very, very thought-provoking. But you know what? You do need to vocalize this more. Um, and more people will listen. If I'm on the society of RPS, uh, we can bet you 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 are a person of value and you, I can very much tell you have passion for your profession and to see and, you know that it's not yes, tarnished okay. in any way um, I'm, I'm proud and grateful profession has done a lot for me Okay. It has made me who I am today. If you could enforce one change, what would it be and why? Uh, if I could enforce one change? Yes. In anything. Pharmacy related, um, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I can do. Uh, I would go for mindset change. Okay. Uh, I'm also a trained uh, coach. And there are two types of people. People who have got a fixed mindset and the, the, the progress doesn't happen with fixed mindset. And then the growth, growth mindset. mindset. Yeah. And uh, so the only change that I would work on, if there was the only change that I had here, would be to help my fellow pharmacists to adopt the growth mindset. You cannot change the genetics, but you can change the mindset. Mm -hmm. And I will work very hard and give everything I've got to produce a growth mindset, which will enable our profession to become progressive, okay. adaptable, and strong. Yeah. And how do you see pharmacy leveraging the use of technology to aid the profession's development for the future? I think I think we haven't got a choice. Mm -hmm. It is one of those things which we have to live with. Like oxygen, we have to uh, breathe in and breathe out. There will be new technologies coming in and the old technologies may be done at a faster and faster pace. I believe that by 2025, nobody would go to the doctor first or to the pharmacist. Dr. Seely, for example, mm -hmm. would be answering questions about health and making recommendations. Now, in that world, we need to find a creative outlet for pharmacists. And managing long-term conditions will start with people doing self-care first and then progressing to professionals for additional help. And that is why I'm... I'm excited about starting a conversation in the profession about what 
um, pharmacy would look like in 2025 mm -hmm. because we will need a very different skill set than what we have got today. So uh, the workforce developments will have to be planned to get us to a stage where we are actually managing a huge amount of data coming from multiple sources in order to make uh, decisions about people's health. And I think that is just starting out. The other thing is genomics will be playing a very big part mm -hmm. in uh, healthcare. And we need to prepare pharmacists, not only for medicine, but also for uh, uh, genomics. So um, technology, genomics, and um, uh, consultation skills with pharmacists, with the patients is important because sitting down with somebody for half an hour discussing is different from giving advice over 30 seconds uh, across the counter. Mm -hmm. And we need to equip our pharmacists with um, consultation skills that uses coaching skills. Yes. And where do you see pharmacy in the next five years? Um, I'm a positive person. I always like to think that despite the adverse conditions, we will come out at the end. And it will not be the same. There will be winners and there will be losers. Losers are the people who are protecting what they have and have a fixed mindset. The winners would be the people with a growth mindset, willing to experiment, willing to fail but still try another time. And I think um, in terms of uh, moving forward, uh, if they've got a good mindset, uh, there will be, if you like, more um, able to uh, adjust to the new conditions, spot opportunities. Our skill sets would need to be replaced several times during our lifetime. Yeah. And I think that message uh, is quite important for people to appreciate. Very interesting views. <laughs> um, and a bit of a cheeky question now. Um, apart from voting for yourself, who out of the other candidates would you vote for? I did not get my uh, election email until late this afternoon. So I would need to read those statements. I have had genuinely, uh, I didn't get my uh, voting papers. That's okay. Once, uh, you, once you've had a chance to read it, um, then yeah. just post your, post your question or post your answer on the mic. The quality I would be looking for is, I think, more important than the person. The yeah. qualities I'll be looking for is someone who embraces change and a lot of people want to be progressive but don't like change. Mm -hmm. I think that you can't have progress without change. Mm -hmm. I want people uh, who uh, are experienced a little bit uh, in the profession and articulate um, about a number of different subjects. I don't care about the sector. I don't care about the age, I don't care about the race. Mm -hmm. For me, it is about working towards 
change to secure the future for uh, 2025, and anybody who can be a potential ally in that, I will vote for them. Okay, nice to hear. And um, last before, second to last, now don't break my heart here, this is a very geeky question for our geeky listeners out there. Are you a Star Wars or are you a Star Trek fan? I am Star Trek. Star Trek. I like to go and visit different places and uh, very envious. Um, and I think time travel will be interesting too. Definitely. So you the Spock in it? Yeah. <laughs> Live long and prosper, Heaven. <laughs> okay, and your final question, Heaven, before we end the podcast. Um, you've got 30 seconds to do a quick promo to promote your candidacy. Off you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, colleagues, look, uh, change comes fast and thick. And if you want somebody to guide you uh, without giving you the answers, uh, we need to work as a team, and I want you to be the part of my team because I'm not offering all the solutions. I'm offering a chance to partner with you to create a new future for our colleagues in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much, Hemant, for joining our podcast today. It's absolutely lovely to hear your views. I wish you the utmost best uh, for the upcoming elections, and please keep in touch. Thank you very much. Okay, then. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.